Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm super excited that you are here. And if you are new to this corner of the internet, first, just welcome to the She Connects podcast. We're so excited that you're here. I love being able to connect with you in the online space, or if it's been a while since you've been here because, you know, life happens and all the things, welcome back. We're glad that you're here. Uh, I am really in the middle right now of a series that I titled Winning the War Within, And it really just kind of is opening up the heartbeat behind this is just opening up a conversation for women in any capacity of leadership, whether you're in a traditional title of a a leadership, that doesn't really matter. You can be a stay-at-home mom. You can be, you know, grandma rocking, rocking your grandkids. It doesn't matter. All of us are leaders. And so I just really had on my heart to open up some conversation about living as our authentic selves in the gifts and the calling that is upon us from the Lord. And so I'm bringing different guests onto the show that have uh, just different perspective and experiences. And I just really believe that I know that I'm learning from them and I believe that they are going to add value to your life as well. So with that, I am excited to welcome back to the show, my friend, Lisa Goins. Lisa, Thank you for joining us again. I'm so excited that you're here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're joining us from. So I am happy to be back with you, Susan. So I am in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, like a couple of days ago, I had my perfect day. And this is why, because this is how I would define right now my perfect day. I had time with Jesus. I had time with my grandbaby. And I had some time at TJ Maxx. (laughs) I love to bargain shop. So I'm kind of this Oklahoma girl. We pastor a church here. Um, I have four grown kids and one grandbaby. And that is just a, just a cheerful part of life, right? That's just fun. I love that. And I would encourage any of you listeners to follow Lisa. Uh, I'll be putting some links in the show notes for you to connect with her in the online space. She has an amazing ministry and is just really adding a lot of value in the online space. And so she's someone that you will want to follow. And that grandbaby is adorable. I mean, let's just be real here. She is so sweet. How old is she? She, we're just about to celebrate her first birthday right after Christmas. So I guess, depending on when this podcast episode airs. So she turns one on December 29th. 
Okay. Wow. Oh, that went fast. Yes, it did. Wow. Okay. So let's dive into this. You shared a little bit about what leadership looks like for you right now. How have you grown in those areas? Just kind of overall. Yeah. So what I think is interesting in my leadership journey is that I really started from a perspective of believing, believing that I had no leadership qualities within me. I mean, like the Lisa that I knew when my kids were young, or even when I married into the ministry, really my mentality is not, it has done a complete 360 because I really did believe that my husband had married the most untalented person in the room, the person with no gifting, no calling, no abilities to do anything that would be beneficial for other people. So I really came from that place to someone who just looks at leadership in a completely different way. So the way I lead within our church and pastoring now is not the way I started out. The way that I lead the women in our community at church is completely different and has evolved. And then again, in the online space, that um, these are things I look forward to now where years ago, I would have just shrunk back. If you said the word leader, my hand would never have been the one to raise. I would never have been the one seeking to, you know, even look to be a leader of anything. So when I, when I think of growing in that area, and I do think it's constant growth, I never think you arrive. It, it, I believe it's possible for everyone and really meant for everybody, but it starts out with what the way we think about ourselves before we can really get anywhere with leadership. So I'm grateful for the transformation that, that God has done in my life when it comes to just thinking about myself as someone who has some leadership or some influence around other people, right? I think it's, it's been a big, big change in my life. Mm, that's so good. And I resonate with just your, your point about looking at your husband and feeling like, wow, you know, cause I remember thinking, you know, my husband is really great with people, you know, people respond really well to him. He's in the field that he's working in. He's been working in that field for 30 years. And so he's been leading people for 30 years in, you know, in the workplace. And then also, you know, within church and different leadership roles that he's had within the church. And I remember always looking at him and thinking, why can't I be more like you? I mean, I just want to be like you. I'll just never have what it takes. And I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, I, so I still resonate with that. And I would venture to say that a lot of, or at least some of the listeners would resonate with that too. If it's not their spouse, it's someone else, you know, that maybe stands a little bit taller in, in their eyes. So in your leadership experience, have you ever felt like you were in a space with ceiling and I wanted, before I let you answer that, I want to quick just give a little idea for any listener that maybe, maybe that's a new terminology, maybe that, you know, they haven't ever heard of that. A space with ceiling in, in leadership is really where you feel like you're kind of capped and there's some kind of dynamic there, whether it's within us or, you know, in the environment in which we're leading, where we feel like we can't be our authentic selves and, and and there's a lot of perhaps misunderstanding, you know, I, I always like to say that I think that confident people, they, and when I say confident, not in myself, you know, like I'm all that in a bag of chips, but, you know, just confident in 
in who I am in Christ. I'm secure. I know, you know, God has gifted me, but sometimes I think that women who are confident, they carry themselves a little differently. And sometimes that confidence can be, for example, misunderstood as she's so intimidating or, you know, leading well is being misunderstood as she's so bossy and so different things like that. What have been your experiences in that way? Yeah, so I've had a few different experiences with that. And I think it's interesting. I'm going to start in that place of confidence because I have been told before, Lisa, how do you how do you just have confidence to put yourself out there? How do you just go online and talk and you're not afraid or you'll you'll just step up and do these things when really confidence and fear has been the greatest challenge of my life to be able to confidently move forward in something that God has called me to do or to step and put myself out there. And so it's an ongoing thing. So what I really like to remind people that feel like they're at this ceiling and, and other people look so confident around them and, and maybe you get misunderstood is that confidence in your own life really comes after you start, right? Confidence comes after you start anything and, and you look around and think other people look so confident when really we're all kind of in that same place, right? Fighting these narratives in our head, but anytime people look at somebody else and, and, and you feel like people are judging you or holding you back because you look so confident. I I wish that I could just say, I'm not confident. I'm just willing, right? Uh, That's so good literally is just a willingness to be that person that says, I have this limited amount of time on this earth. I believe that God has gifted each and every one of us with so much potential. And what am I going to do with that? So I I think a lot of times ceilings that we put ourselves are a little bit self-imposed by that narrative that's in our head, right? Mm -hmm. Another ceiling that I have fought that I would say is not so much more people looking at me, judging me, but I think it's more of a self-imposed. I hold myself back by this ceiling that I put over me. And that's because I have dealt with and still deal with Susan, the fact that we pastor a small church, like a small church surrounded by mega churches all around me. And, and pastors of those churches that are my friends, but walking into a room and automatically feeling like I I'm the small one in the room because my, my reach feels small, or maybe not having the confidence to move forward because, you know, Oh, you're the one that just belongs in this small little corner over there. And I have to correct that narrative in my mind and what that really means, you know, trusting that God had spaces and our places for a reason, but it doesn't define the um, anointing in the way that he wants to use us just because our, our reach feels small, right? Mm -hmm. Just because we, we self-impose a ceiling around us. So I think ceilings go both ways. I think we can be judged and people can, and that can hurt, but I also think we are so held back by the things we put in place with the own narrative in our own mind. And I think I struggle more with that inner narrative and self-imposed ceilings than I do the ones that, that other people are putting on me. I just, amen, sister. I, I would definitely agree with that in for my own self too. It's those self-imposed, the narrative that I have in my mind that really puts a, I put a ceiling in myself, in my own leadership. And yeah, I, I, I think that you're, you're really hitting something there that it's, it's really, 
you know, when you're going back to even that confidence piece of if you just knew like what was going on internally, you know, you know, anytime I stand up to speak, I mean, I, you know, I got like this big pit in my gut and, you know, that's why, you know, people are always saying, do you want to eat something? You know, do you, what can I get you? No, I'm just like, I'll eat afterwards, but no. And I think that if, I think that if, if people were really close to me sitting next to me before I get up to speak, whether it's at my own event or I'm speaking somewhere else, they would always hear me say out of my mouth, God, I can't do this without you. Please don't send me up there by myself, you know, because I will fall flat on my face. I need the Lord. And, and so I think that really understanding that confidence isn't, you don't have, you're not relying on yourself. It isn't that you, you know, have all the boxes checked and you, you know, exactly what you're doing and exactly where you're going, because then why do we need God? Right. Because then we're relying on our own thought and reason and our own strength and ability. And wow, that could go sideways really quick. Yeah. I feel the very same way. Lord, if you're, if your anointing doesn't go with me through there, I, I prayed that over this podcast today, Lord, if your anointing just isn't in wisdom and words that we're trying to share with the world, then it's just wasted breath. Right. Yeah. But I am the flip side. I know what it's like to be in that place of feeling like God has put so much on your heart and it's got to come out and it, and I, and it can come out in a very confident way, but you're, it isn't because look at me and how confident I am. It's like this message feels so strong in my heart. I got to put it out there in the world. Right. And so it is a, it's a, what it's like a humble confidence, right. (laughs) Knowing Mm -hmm. that only reason that confidence even has a, uh, a, just a smallest opportunity to show up and allow me to do something outside of my comfort zone is because God is in it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this is something that is talked about very often in leadership areas, uh, women in leadership? Well, I think sometimes what I have found is that I think the world has tried to tell us there's some people that are meant for leadership and there's some people that aren't. Like if you have all these characteristics and you're like this natural born leader, when I think that, I don't think that that's completely right because I am not a natural born leader yet. I know that God has, you know, appointed me. And I would say even anointed me to speak life and purpose and courage into the hearts of women. I can feel that, but I don't really feel like a natural born leader. So I think we have to trust, um, what God is speaking to us and what he wants us to do with that and not listen, not allow ourselves to be put into like this defining column of this is what a leader looks like. And if you don't look like this, then you're probably meant to be in the background. I I really think that if you're living and breathing on this earth, you're leading somebody, somebody Mm -hmm. is watching you. It, It might be one or two or a handful of coworkers or your own family, but you live and breathe, you lead. So I think we would all do well if we can kind of learn that there's like leadership within all of us in some aspect. Some it's meant for a stage, some it's meant for a podcast, some it's meant for a conversation over coffee, right? You're you're still a leader, no matter where you fit into those categories. Yeah, so good. Oh, that is such a great reminder. Uh, I think that especially with you know, the use of social media and, you know, it's so easy to fall into this is what 
a leader looks like. This is what a leader sounds like. Um, if I'm doing this, if I look like that, then I'm a leader. But if we never reach that, then, you know, there's that cap again, like, well, then I guess it's not for me. And so I'm not going to pursue the things that I really believe God has placed in my heart because it doesn't look like, it doesn't sound like that. You know, I think I'm thinking about the young mom that's listening. And um, right now, maybe you're in a season of, of leading your kids. And that is really, really important. Um, you're, you're raising the next generation. And we just want to, we just want to say, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So we champion you forward in that. How have how has God helped you grow in your confidence as an individual and lead without apology? You know, I I think of my class that I lead on a weekly basis, our in Sheena ministry, and uh, whether it's a Bible study or just the the weekly get together of leading, I I have learned to lead from that place of I. I cannot be the only one feeling this way, right? I think sometimes I can confidently call out or ask people questions or or speak with an authority because I, I'm feeling it myself. You know, in our class, women will say, "Don't look at Lisa because if she catches eye contact with you, she's going to call on you, or I, I'm, she's going to call you out, and she's going to say, what do you think about that?'" But I have learned in my life to be the voice that I wish I had. I wish I had had mentors in my life or been willing to open up myself to life or had been willing to sit under people that would confidently um, talk about issues and difficulties and struggles and all of those different things. So I lead from that place of if I feel it, you probably do too. So can we talk about this? Can we talk about what's going on in our life? Can we talk about our relationship struggles? Can we talk about the fact that our our kids are making us crazy? Can we talk about the fact that we're afraid our teenager is not going to serve the Lord? Can we can we just and so again, I think it's just that that vulnerable vulnerability and that authenticity, trusting that if you're feeling it, probably somebody else is too. And so be willing to put that conversation out there and lead from that place that lets everybody else be like, oh, I thought I was the only one. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah. That's the, can be the kind of leader that this world is looking for, right? Not someone who has it all together all the time, but someone who maybe has walked through the same struggles, but has the confidence to know and has allowed God to take us through those things and end up on the other side, right? Yeah. And I just, I I lead from that place and I'm unapologetic about it. You know, some people say, no, people should never, you should keep yourself at a distance or again, I'm not saying I spill on the world, but I'm just saying I I lead with a heart and a place of um, authenticity and, and I'm willing to be as a leader, I'm willing to be accountable to the people that I'm leading. You know, I, I think that's so important in our life as well, um, is that we just, we're kind of accountable to each other. So I may be leading a group, but I, I feel as much accountability to you as you do to me. That's so good. I, I love that. And I try to myself in my own leadership lead that same way. I often describe it as, you know, if I'm sitting 
in a gathering and, you know, with friends or whatever, listening to a, a speaker or even on a Sunday morning or whatever. And if that person is, is wanting me to, wanting me to wrap my faith around myself around that life is always great. And, you know, you got this and, you know, you know, go forward and, you know, and all that. And, and that life is, you're never going to have any struggles. I can't relate to that because that's not my life. But if someone tells me, if someone is willing to be authentic and tell me, this is what I'm going through, or this is what I've been through, but not leave it there. And then, you know, begin to show and communicate how God worked with them through that and walked them through that. I can connect with that every single time. And so for me, I, I always want to kind of pull the curtains back a little bit, if you will, and let people in a little bit, share, you know, a little bit of my own struggles some of my own life. And it isn't like you said, it isn't that we have to give, you know, this play by play, but enough, you know, to kind of pull things back a little bit and say, I'm just, I'm a human and I am having these same thoughts, these same struggles. I'm facing these same obstacles, just like you. And women, I think are really hungry for that. Women are hungry for authenticity and to feel like they're not alone in their struggles and facing these obstacles. I, I think that that just really creates isolation because I can't connect with that over there or that image or whatever it is um, that person is wanting me to believe. I just want someone that I can relate with, someone that gets me. Yeah, it's so true. I think that even in our gatherings, there are so many women who are still feeling alone in a crowded room because yeah. they figure out how they fit in or they still feel like they are the only one. And I do believe that that's also where when you're just in tune with the Lord, that's where you trust his, um, the way he speaks to you. I was speaking recently for a conference in Alabama and, and I knew, you know, what I was going up there to say, and I had prayed about it, but I felt in the hours before I took the stage that the Lord was asking me to, to pivot a little bit and say something else. And so I spoke a little bit about a portion of my story that I, I wasn't intending to share there at this specific event. And it was a beautiful thing, the amount of women afterwards that came up and just needed to talk about some things. And, and to me, that's what, you know, to me, if you, if, if you have that opportunity where you get to pour your life into someone, and then after you get to be able to sit and encourage someone, that's what it's all about for me. The, the one-on-one -on -one connections that are made afterwards that just push somebody's life forward a little bit more into what God has for them. But it was in that moment that I knew, well, that's that maybe God had me here to say what I said for, for these few and those women there came in that place again, alone in that crowded room, not sure how they fit into that place. And then God created a time and a space for him to speak to them. And so I think we have to be aware of that. Again, it's not, it's not about creating a leadership within us that looks like anybody else's or has to perform in this way or has to get these desired results. It's confidently being able to step up and say the things that God's asked you to say and do the things that he's asked you to do. And it's going to look so different for each and every one of us, but we're like this big puzzle that all fits together. If we're each doing it in our way that God is calling us to walk out, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
beautiful thing where the multitude of lives get to be touched. So I, I fight that. I fight trying to make myself look like other leaders that I see or admire. And at the same time, I don't want to be that. I want to be myself, but I'm like this tangled mess of dreams and doubts and thoughts going through my head all the time that I'm constantly fighting. So I'm just trying to learn to show up and be that girl that God wants me to be and mm -hmm. trust in the way that he wants to. Yeah, that authentic you that God created you to be. I don't know. I feel like we're sisters, like like we were separated at birth or something. I don't know. But because <laughs> I so many of the things that you share, I feel like I too just struggle with that. And so can we just pull over and park for a minute and talk about that tension in that winning the war within, you know, that's what we're talking about in this series. And so the tension, the war that's on the inside of us is I want to be authentic. I want to feel like I can show up confidently and know that what I have to offer is enough and it's going to be effective. And yet there's this other thing on the inside of us, this battle, this war that's like, but if it could look like that, I think that I would be more effective. If I had that or sounded like that, it would be better. And so tell us a little bit about that tension. I mean, I know how that war is in me, but tell us a little bit about that for you and how you navigate through that. So I think what I've realized in my life and come to terms with is the fact that that is an ongoing battle. It's a battle that I can win, but it's not a battle that's ever going away. Like I, I, also, I also think it keeps me sharp spiritually to have to rely on that fact. The other thing that I've, I've really uncovered in this war that constantly goes on in my mind about comparison and not measuring up and not being enough and, you know, even getting invited someplace or being there to speak, but thinking, oh, I'm probably like the lowest speaker on the totem pole and, you know, like th thoughts that shouldn't be. But I wrote this in my Bible one time, and, and it, it's what I go back to every time I start thinking these thoughts. It is, and I write notes to myself in my Bible, like Lisa, and then I write the note, and it says, Lisa, there is no room for pride in this position. And I think, okay, every, every time I get tangled up in that I'm not good enough, or what if I don't have the right words, or what if I, you know, do I really belong here? Am I really showing up? Am I showing up too much? Am I not showing up enough? All of those things. I think that I'm, I just keep thinking about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. What, and my inadequacies and my, it's so much thinking about self. And, and that's where for me, I think it's a, I think it's a pride thing. I think it's rooted in that, in my life, that, that, that lack of confidence. And, and I think God is saying, Lisa, there's not room for pride in this position. If, and then in that, when I can make my motivation about making a difference for other people, that's when I can find a way to get past that, right? When I can think, okay, God, you brought me through all these things in my life. You've given me these words and this wisdom and this passion and this desire for women in my heart. So why would I stop myself from being used because I think I'm not effective enough or good enough, or I might not compare to her or be as good as her. It, it's, it's a place of pride for me that I have to fight. And so when I start looking at it that way, then it feels wrong, right? It feels like sin. Pride feels like a sin. And so I think at the end of the day, God is just saying, Lisa, I just want you to wake up and I want you to notice her and not you.
right? You've noticed me, you've given me your time. We've prayed together or you read my word. Now, would you just go out and notice her and not notice you quite so much? Mm -hmm. And when I get into that place, that's when God can really do his, I mean, it kind of makes me want to cry because I still, again, I fight it all the time. It's an ongoing battle, but that's when God can do his best work you know, through me for the benefit of other people, when I can become that girl, the one that can truly notice the women and the people that are around me, the ones that God has put in my path, the places that he's let me be and what purpose does he have me there? Yeah. About me at all. Yeah. Can you, um, just a quick question before I move on here in, in our time here together, but can you feel within yourself when you're kind of getting off track a little bit Mm -hmm. and if you can like what does that look like how how do you again I mean you don't have to you know be real personal but what is it that makes you aware of that that you know that okay I'm making this more about me yeah so I can notice myself on a decline when um, when I really want to retreat, when I want to sit on my couch for three hours at a time and not know that three hours passed, I can also feel it when I am listening to something, a podcast perhaps, or, or someone speaking, or even on social media. And I begin to, to not let it excite me, but begin to think, well, you know, why her God, or when is it going to be my turn? Or it's like this just, and they're, they're almost the same that you think the enemy is not very creative because he really keeps attacking us the same way, strategically trying to make it look just a little bit different. But if I don't get the same excitement from being able to celebrate the win for somebody else and instead start to think, oh, gosh, I've really been praying for that for a long time, God, then I can feel that it's a problem within me, not it, it, And it's, it is almost that same. I I start to retreat and I just, that, that excitement for, you know, those are the times when maybe I don't show up on social media for a week at a time. It's not, it's busyness sometimes. Yes. But it's also because I start to think, well, my, my voice just isn't as effective as somebody else that I heard. So I'll just stay quiet. And I think, wow, Lisa, really, you're going to do that again. You know, I just think God is just up there like, oh, Lisa, I thought we were over this. Okay, Mm -hmm. try again. Here we go. I put it on your heart. I gave you like things to say to make it come to life. Now, all I'm asking you to do is take the action on it, right? I gave you everything you needed. All you need to do is be the one to take the step. And so, yeah, it, it really is because I am a champion of women. I love to champion people forward. I love to push them forward. I love to see women get to their next place after they've been stuck. I, I, you know, want to leave this world a better place and want people to shine and, and just reach their full potential. And anytime I start to lose that and start to think, well, what if I don't get there? Then I know it's, it's more about me than it is God, because, you know, God, I I just think that he just wants us championing other people forward. So I I hate the comparison game. I wish it wasn't a fight that I would constantly have to struggle with, but indeed it is a fight that I'm, I'm willing to take on to keep Mm -hmm. in this life. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Lisa. Thank you for your vulnerability. I think that women are being seen, feel seen just in this conversation here, because I think that here again, if, if we're going to be honest, these are things that we all have to work through all of us no one is immune to it 
Um, it might not be talked about uh, very often, but we all feel it, this war within. And so how would you encourage women to grow in their leadership capacity? Um, I mean, it really is being willing to admit where you have those shortcomings, right? You know, I just put mm-hmm. some of my there because to think you're a leader that's arrived that doesn't have shortcomings in your life is you're kind of kidding yourself so it is being able to recognize that you have them and then what do you do to combat those things and so um and then trusting and believing that that you do have that calling that god wants to use you in your life right he wants he wants you to make a difference. He's made a difference in you so that you could go out and make a difference in your portion of the world. And no matter what size that portion is, it's an important, it's important, you know, no matter the size, no matter if your reach feels small, right? I think I wrote that recently on social media. So it's on my heart. It doesn't matter if our reach feels small. It just matters that our heart loves big, loves big, the one in front of you, the two in front of you, the 200 in front of you. The 2000 in front of you for some people, it just matters that your heart loves big. Mm. Oh, that is so good. And that's really what the Lord is looking at, isn't he? It's our heart. It's our heart. And to know that, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about, so I just mentioned quite possibly there is just even one person listening that is feeling someone sees me, someone understands me. And so when we show up as our authentic selves and, you know, with our hearts and love big, you know, when we feel like someone has through them has seen us, you know, because they loved big uh, and showed up as their authentic selves, then we can be that vessel that that is showing up and loving big and helping someone else to feel seen. And so it just has this ripple effect. And man, I can't tell you the number of times where it's gotten a little clogged up on my end, you know, where it flows from someone else being open and honest, and then it gets kind of stuck and kind of clogged, you know, Um, we, and, you know, in my own life, I feel like I need some Holy Spirit Drano or something to get the clog out, you know, kind of let's work through this, Susan. I mean, like you said, here we are again. Okay. You know, I mean, I feel like in my own life, some of these mountains, I've made so many laps around them. It's like, I got a dirt path worn and, you know, and so, uh, and yet I feel like even with that, that has the potential to make us feel stuck too and want to just throw in the towel because we feel, you know, just this discouragement and disheartenedness of, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I'm, you know, here I am, like I'm struggling with this again. God, I'm so sorry that, you know, and so just, just not even worth it. And to remember that, that God is patient and he's so kind and so loving and he just wants to work with us and that he leads us triumphantly. He doesn't lead us into defeat and, um, and to remember that perfectionism is just not the goal. And I am a recovering perfectionist. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly having to be reminded that that's not even on God's radar. And, and so he constantly has to remind me, you're making progress. 
you're making progress. Are you where you want to be? Maybe not, but man, Susan, if you could just pause, apply the brakes and um, look back at how far I've helped you come, the progress that you've made. Yeah, you might not be where you want to be, but by golly, you're not where you used to be. And so can we take a minute and rejoice with that? You and me, can we do that? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, so would you encourage the woman listening today that maybe is feeling insecure in her leadership and, and maybe she just, she does feel seen and, and yet if she's honest, she feels like, I just want to throw in the towel and quit because I just feel so defeated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been that defeated person and I've been her recently. And I think it kind of goes back to a little bit, like I was saying about feeling small, like, did it really make a difference? God, other people are doing it so much better. So why should I even try? And that really is when the Lord came back to me and said, Lisa, it, it shouldn't matter if it's two people, I just shouldn't matter if it's 12, again, a, a small group, 50 people, 500 people, it shouldn't matter as long as you are shining as a leader because of me, like, right. Like you, we shine best as a leader when people don't really see us, but they see Jesus shining in us like when they're hearing things that they needed to hear in our life. And that has no size. It has no amount of space that is successful or not. Like uh, it, it is that leader who, that girl who's discouraged. Again, I come from a place of that finding that discouragement within myself, it's because sometimes you've done something and it felt like it failed or it's just not successful. And I would say the true success of leadership is not finding ways to succeed, but just finding more ways to serve people. Serve up what you have that God has put in your life to offer this world. Serve that up and put it out there. Because if not, the enemy is going to offer up what he has to this world and people are going to take it right and left. So when you're feeling small, when you're feeling discouraged, that is the time where you just get get a little deeper with God and say, okay, God, renew a right spirit within me. Like you said that you would put my heart back in the right place and let's go again. Let me just keep putting it out there. And we're not responsible for the results. We're just responsible for putting the words out there that God put on our heart. And so with that, you are you are, you might feel discouraged, but you are the most equipped leader to run your race that nobody else can run, right? It's mm -hmm. only you. And so I just want to champion her, that girl that's discouraged and say, I feel you, <laughs> but jump right back out there and get back at what it was that God called you to do in the first place. Remember why he called you up for this time and this space right now. And don't let the enemy get you down because you're feeling discouraged or doubtful or or somebody didn't make you popular. And that's what you wanted. It's not people that will be popular, right? It is God's presence and it is his power and it is timing. And he holds the time when all things rise. I love that song. There, there's a song that says that he holds the time when all things rise. And um, I think, wow, God, if we will all remember that, we will all be more beautiful leaders because of it. Mm, that's so good. Well, I know that all of you are, are encouraged here at the end of our time together. And I feel like we could just 
continue this conversation because it's just been so good. But know that, you know, we see you, but you know what, even more importantly, Jesus sees you. You know, there are so many people all over this world and, you know, people who call upon the name of Jesus and praying and, and yet he sees you. He sees you in your own little corner of the world. He has you on his radar. He calls you by your name. Your name is engraved on the palm of his hand. You matter to him. Your life matters. And what you are carrying, and what I mean by that is whatever God has placed on the inside of you, and however you are leading that, again, we've already established leadership looks different for everybody, but it's not any less significant significant. It's not any less valuable. You have a place at the table and that seat is meant for you. It has your name on it and um, we want you there. And even more, God wants you there because he's the one that called you in the first place. And so just know that you are surrounded by a sisterhood here. Be encouraged to connect with Lisa uh, in the online space. Uh, I'll put, like I said, the links in the show notes, but you can find her on let's see you're on instagram at what are you at lisa j goins on instagram and then the same thing over on facebook perfect and you have a book too tell us about that real quick i do i have my book is courageously uncomfortable um where the real woman you want to be is on the other side of fear and it truly is that lifelong journey of conquering your comfort zone. And I'm excited to say that I am working on my second book and um, it looks like I'm gonna finish it up in 2022, or at least that is the goal. So I'm super excited about what's to come. So you can see more of that on social media as well. Awesome. And where can they grab a copy of your book? You can grab a copy over on Amazon where we can get most everything we (laughs) need to find in our life. So it's there. It's also on my website at lisajgoins.com. When you buy it on the website, you do get a free little gift that comes with it. So that's kind of fun, but whichever way is easiest for you, um, you can get it in both of those places. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us. It's just been such a blessing to have you back on the show. And yeah, we just love you. So, okay. Um, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Uh, again, I'm so honored that you tune in each and every week. Know that you are loved. God could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. Have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.